welcome, welcome, welcome. Play the Kids is back. Here We're we are. back for 2018. I am Kevin McCamish, and with me is Josh. Yes, Josh Duder. How's it going? I'm good. So, we've got a whole bunch of new stuff for 2018. Uh, Play the Kids is now part of the beautiful game network, bgn.fm. So we're going to be joining the likes of the USL show, St. Louis Soccer Report, Rising as One, they cover Phoenix Rising in the USL, Mongols, Back Chat, Raising Bulls, Unused Substitutes, which is a good one out for Tampa Bay out there, you know, if you guys want some Eastern Club. Um, lots of good, good podcasts. We'll be, we'll be part of that, get some more coverage. We are really excited to be part of the Beautiful Game Network, um, so you'll hear us plug them a lot. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's very, very exciting. New stuff, right? Yes. We do want to thank um, BTF Collective for all the help that they've had the past two seasons we've had, getting us off the ground, um, just to even put us in a position to make this jump to kind of kind of be more national coverage. Kind of exciting. Um, we also, you know, of course, Roscoe helped us with that. And I, I just personally want to congratulate Roscoe on his new endeavor in Utah. He's now the photographer for the Utah Royals, the new NWSL team. I think he's also doing some RSL stuff. So, yeah. Unfortunately, we won't get his talents with Stumptown Footy, but fortunately for him and all the soccer fans in Utah, they have themselves a really great photographer. I've been nodding my head like a madman, agreeing with everything so far. I'm very excited. <laughs> nodding doesn't make for good radio. That's true. Well, then uh, tell us about what you got going on in 2018 with... Uh... Oh, yeah. So uh, um, last year we did an episode where we covered and interviewed PDXFC. We went out to... Uh, local high school and had a great conversation with the coach um, and, a, and a, a player Frankie Lopez Lopez yeah, yeah. And, Good interview. Um, and then we kind of covered them every week or so after that till their season was over they missed the playoffs by one point um, <clears throat> then I reached out after this season I reached out to uh, Luke Babson and Max Babson and I said hey I really like your team I want to, you know, I want to start a supporters group. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do something. And they were really warm and welcoming. And they said, absolutely. Like, what are your ideas? And so we met up a couple of times, uh, run some ideas by them. And I think now um, we are scheduling a new logo uh, release party and we're scheduling um, some swag and uh, a, a major shirt sponsor a, a for a local yeah, yeah, but major for us, uh, and I say us because I am now considered part of the front office of PDXFC. And so, it's a dream come true. Congratulations! Thank on you. It. So yeah, so I mean, going into 2018, you know, you'll hear us talk a lot about, you know, beautiful game network because they are gracious enough to host us. Uh, you'll hear us talk a lot about PDXFC since Josh has joined their front office. Um, but I mean, whether you've done that or not, we had already had plans of covering more, absolutely more local yeah. and, and more low, lower tier soccer. Yeah, we're gonna give so, uh, Lane United some time, I think. Yep. Now and again, Timbers under twenty three, under twenty three, even even FC Mulhouse, uh, even yeah, even <laughs> them. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, we'll still cover T two. We are still planning on covering T two, but I think we're not going to give it as much focus as we did in the past two seasons. I think we're just not gonna get so upset about it. Not not as emotionally invested. Exactly. That's, that's probably a good thing. That's it. Maybe not. That way we don't get a little bit burned out. Yeah. Um, other plans for 2018 was we're going to try to go to a, a bi-monthly schedule, kind of like aiming for the same day each week for a release, but every other week instead of every week, and 
partly of that is because I've now joined the USL show. Yeah. So I'm now a regular uh, host on the USL show. Which <laughs> so in some weeks I'll be recording two podcasts a, a week, but I got permission to do that. So yay for my wife. <laughs> You know, well, you know, got to keep the boss happy. I exactly, got to keep the boss happy in the house. Um, so we'll, so you'll hear me on the USL show all season. We'll be doing play the kids, you know, every other week, which I think is still plenty of time to cover a lot of different stuff. Um, and we'll try, we'll obviously be covering the T two games, but sometimes, you know, if we have a lot of other stuff to talk about, we may just be like, here's the score. It was a game. <laughs> that might be it. You but, know, if there's so many sides in the table. Exactly. So I think for the last two years, we spent a good first five minutes uh, reading out the table and looking at results and trying to determine, you know, their place in the table. It was easy last year because it was always at the bottom. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, you know, <laughs> we started at the bottom, we ended at the bottom. The, but the, the table is so long in the USL on either side. So, you know, well, reading, and it's getting longer. It's getting longer. Well, which we'll cover in a second. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll still still be a lot of stuff, but we're going to try to focus on the USL West, you know, all all the lower division clubs in the area, still with T2, but probably even more even more focus on just individual players and their performances, you know, try yeah. to cover some some stuff because, you know, the, the Timbers are 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 expected, you know, we, there's no been no official announcement, but you know, they're expected to try to sign Foster Langsdorf as a homegrown player. You know, the forward who scored a lot of goals and, and, and helped Stanford win three championships. And people said once Jordan Morris left, he wouldn't be able to do anything. And, uh, yeah, I think he even did better without Jordan Yeah, Morris. I think it was the other way around. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, if, if, if the Portland Timbers get that worked out and they sign him, you know, I, I would fully expect him to spend a bulk of his minutes with T2. So, you know, there's a player we'll talk about. Any other players that we get? I mean, player news is not going to come across until probably March, right, like the week before or maybe even the weekend before the season kicks off. You know, so they're not going to have a lot to talk about up to that point. But you know, that's the type of thing that we're, we're planning on covering. So, um, like we'd mentioned, the USL is getting bigger. There's now going to be 33 teams uh, for 2018. Across both divisions or yeah, conferences? Both conferences. They're not doing three conferences yet. Okay. Um, I think that they're going to be doing the conference realignment again in 2019 by adding the Central Conference. Gotcha. Which is going to be... I mean, it's going to suck and kind of be funny for St. Louis because literally every season St. Louis has been jumping from the west to the east to back to the west, right. over to the east. Now St. Louis is in the west, Western Conference again. Right. And if they switch to a Central Conference next season, then they'll – I mean, it won't be back to the east, but they'll be switching conferences again. Do they have to move their training facility from one side of the Mississippi to the other every time they get – no, 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 no. Of course not. Okay. So, so for the Western Conference, which is what we're going to focus on, well, I mean, we'll go through the Eastern Conference teams. So Atlanta United, they have a, a two team. At Atlanta United, two. It's not creative at all. That's not Legion? No. Is Legion something else? No, no, that's their supporters group. Oh, at the Terminus Legion, I think. I don't, okay. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not too familiar or hip on, on Atlanta. So there's Atlanta United, two. Bethlehem Steel FC, Charleston Battery. Char, uh, Charlotte Independence, FC Cincinnati, Indy 11 has left the NASL and joined the USL East, which is fantastic. Um, Louisville City FC, Nashville SC is a brand new team. New York Red Bulls 2, North Carolina FC, Ottawa Fury FC, Penn FC, which is another new team in Pennsylvania, huh. Pittsburgh Riverhounds, Richmond Kickers, Tampa Bay Rowdies, and Toronto FC 2. So that is your Eastern Conference alignment, which we probably won't ever really talk about Eastern Conference teams. And then, sorry, go ahead. Birmingham Legion FC is revealed as a 2019 USL expansion club. 
And that's so, in Alabama. Uh, Birmingham? Birmingham. Birmingham, Birmingham yeah. Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not Atlanta, Georgia. Well, you know, <laughs> you didn't know if their, their affiliated two team was going to be. Who knows? I mean, they should have gone with the Silverbacks, but they're not. Like, I mean, if you if you start going and looking at 2019, like, they don't know what they're, they're probably going to be like 40 or 45 teams at that point. Sure. Because there's tons of stuff that are going to be expanding out yeah. in that team. So, so for the Western Conference, there's going to be one additional team in the Western Conference. That's where the imbalance is going to occur. And, uh, you know, we'll see some regulars like Colorado Springs Switchbacks FC, Newcomer Fresno FC, um, LA Galaxy 2, another new team, Las Vegas Lights oh, FC. Was, yeah, that that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, OKC Energy, Oak Orange County, Phoenix Rising, of course, T2, Real Monarchs, Reno 1868, again, Rio Grande Valley, Sacramento Republic, St. Louis, as they, we said mentioned, they joined yeah. the Western Conference, San Antonio, Seattle Sounders FC2. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is, might as well call it like Tacoma Sounders. So they moved to Tacoma. <laughs> Swell so, Park Rangers and then Tulsa Roughnecks FC. Who's missing? Vancouver Whitecaps 2. Did, they don't exist anymore. Did they fold or did they just decide to re, like affiliate with a different club? Well, they just they shut down Whitecaps 2, you know, but not like, I mean, not like just went out with They just kind of like, we don't want to do our own club now. And I forget who they affiliated with, but it was someone on the East, on, in the Eastern Conference, I think. Really? I can't, I honest to God can't remember because it's not, it wasn't that important it's to me. It's not the most important, <laughs> it's not pressing. But they did, and it was probably either Charleston or Charlotte if I, if I, yeah. if memory serves. I think, I, I mean, don't take me on the word on that, but you're probably looking it up right now. I am. So, um, yeah, so there's no Vancouver Whitecaps 2. It's just going to be T2 and S2, and Seattle's going to be in Tacoma, so I guess we don't have to drive as far, not that I would ever oh. want to drive up there anyway. Did we mention Indy 11, Indy 11 in the East, right? Yep. They just hired Vancouver Whitecaps coach Martin Rennie. I know. That was part of my USL news we were going to get into. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're getting ahead, but that's fine. What's well, fine. We got to we got to we got to work it work got to work it you back know, in cuz we're going to Kevin, can, can we introduce our 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 guests today? Because I think there's guests? I, you mean guests. The, you mean the gentlemen who are listening? Yeah, the gentlemen who are listening, <laughs> but we've got with us Luke Babson and Max Babson of PDXFC. Um with us sitting at the table. They're just, just but the thing things. is that every once in a while we've said something and I've seen faces and heard I, I coach that guy or I know that coach. <laughs> and I just I, I just got excited about Martin Rennie to uh, to Indy eleven. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but it Martin is. Rennie was the former coach of the Cascade Surge that were you were the USL uh, they were in the USL PDL. Um, out of out of Salem, Oregon. Out of Salem, Oregon uh, team that doesn't exist any longer, but uh, yeah, I think there was uh, one season where Martin Rennie actually got his first US uh, coaching job initially came to the states actually to, to coach that team in, in the PDL. And Luke, you you played for this not for him but for that for the Cascade Surge. I did, point? yeah. I played one season with the Cascade Surge. It wasn't um, wasn't the season that Martin was there coaching. It was I believe a couple years after he had been there. Okay, so I mean I just got excited for these small little connections and oh no absolutely and that, then did, and then Foster Langsdorf. Did you say that you at some point you coached Foster? Uh, a, a little bit, yeah. Uh, there was a, a season where Foster was uh, playing with uh, the Eastside Timbers. Okay. Um, so not, not to say that I coached him for a number of years, but uh, there was one season, I want to say he was 17 or 18 years mm-hmm. old, where he was he was involved with a, a group that I was working with. Was it evident at the time the guy had kind of the skills to pay the bills, as it were? Yeah, I think absolutely. He was a uh, you know, standout player back then, um, but... Uh, you know, I don't know if I would have for sure anticipated that, you know, he'd be one of the high, you know, really highly rated um, prospects coming out of the draft, you know, four or five years down the road. So it's been uh, it's been really cool to see. Yeah. 
Kevin, thank you for dealing with my tangential brain. <laughs> oh, of here. course, that's totally fine. Yeah, I mean, like I said, track. as as our listeners should just be aware. I mean, we're going to be talking about PDXFC and, and Beautiful Game Network quite a lot in 2018. So don't get sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, going into USL news, just kind of like some of the stuff we want to want to touch about for this first episode. Um, you know, we'll get. I mean, we don't have a regular schedule set right now. Uh, again, I think we, we normally record one, sometimes two episodes before the season starts. And then once the season starts, we get into a regular recording. So um, this will probably be our, like, kind of a preview, heads up as we prepare for the season. Because, again, when you're covering T2 and literally no news comes out of the team whatsoever right. until, like, the day before the season starts, there's really nothing Which, to talk about. You know, but we can glean news. So maybe we record today. Um, but maybe in a, in a week's time or two weeks' time, we can record another show where we cover the draft. Uh, the MLS draft, of course, is, what, Friday? It's a it is on Friday, yeah. The um, NWSL draft is tomorrow, tomorrow. 7 a.m. our time. And then on Friday is the MLS Super Draft. So but it's only the first two rounds, right. and the Timbers don't have any picks. There's three picks in the third round and a one in the fourth. Now, there's obviously the potential they could trade into it. Like they did last year. Exactly. Yeah. But otherwise, we'll probably wait until those that quote-unquote conference call they go through yeah. to go through those last number of picks. So we, we probably won't record Saturday hot off the press information right after the, the first two rounds. But I think that we could probably assess it in a couple of weeks and, and see who we've picked up and who we who we think is probably going to go straight to T2 and, oh, yeah, and who might get a first-team contract. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll do stuff like that. So, um, I mean, anyway, so we, we've been talking about Martin Rennie. Uh, so he is the new head coach for Indy 11, newly added to the USL. Um, and that made me happy because, you know, I think that's a, uh, that was always a great team. And it kind of surprised me that they even bothered to join the NASL. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, I'm, I'm pretty anti-NASL. But, um, you know, so it was just really nice to see them come in there. It's like they're, they're kind of in a natural position to, to, to generate, like, a good rivalry with FC Cincinnati. Mm. You know, if something kind of, like, germinates naturally, organically that way, that would be pretty cool. Um, you know, a lot of people, when we talk on the USL show, they want to see Indy 11 play Cincinnati. And I think there's actually fans that are even just kind of, like, excited to see that those teams play each other. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's a strong addition to to the USL, yeah. and, and and that's and, and these type of clubs that are adding prove that teams like whether it's Cincinnati or Sacramento, if one of those teams joins MLS, I mean USL is not going to hurt for additional quality teams, quality fans, quality support. I mean it's it's all there, and I think the uh, the the US Soccer Federation sees that sees that growth potential, um, which is why that the USL has officially been sanctioned a full Division Two status. Okay. So USL is fully divisional two, officially and a fully divisional two, whatever that means. And they have they have not <laughs> have they have they said NASLs? Nope. The only the only official sanctioning from the US Soccer Federation is MLS as yeah. a division one men's, NWSL is the division one women's, and USL is division two men's professionally. So the rest might shake out. Uh, there are know, as far as the USF yeah. is concerned, it sounds like there are no other division two leagues. Or any Division Three leagues at this time says a lot. Does say a lot. I know in the past I've been decidedly negative about the NASL. Uh, a lot of that harkens back to the days where they were pulling themselves away and breaking up the USL at their, sort of the inception of the modern NASL. Yeah. Um, some bitterness about that as a you know just as a supporter at the time. But I you know reviewing reviewing their ethos, reviewing what the league is. You know about. I don't know if I'm as anti NASL as I had been in the past. Um, you know, I really get some of what 
the proponents of that league how I get what they're saying I understand it some of it is unrealistic demanding uh, you know pro rel from top down you're asking millionaire owners of MLS to capitulate positions in a league that they've paid you know 40 50 up to a hundred million dollars to be it 150, 150 200, 200, 200 to, to be keeps going up. yeah so every at, at every every league at every level there's a buy-in you know there's a franchise fee um, give or take a little bit or deals that you can work out but you know you're asking someone that's paid upwards to 200 million to have a franchise to potential to potentially be relegated the following year you know if they were an expansion team and then say Minnesota last year I don't know how much they paid but let's say that you know they they were they would have been in the re relegation zone relegation battle, um, maybe maybe they wouldn't have depending on how it was set up. But you're asking for top down change, and I think that is kind of silly for on the NASL's behalf. But there's some of this. Um, there's a there's a, a niche for their clubs. There's a space yeah. for their their clubs, and there's got to be a better way. Well, for I don't all see, the leagues to get I don't along. I don't want to discount the fans. Or the, the supporters for those, certainly not the fans and supporters of those clubs. And I don't even really want to discount the clubs themselves. I mean, my idea has always been, like, the league itself is just a broken league that doesn't work. And and those teams, like, they would be better served to just join USL. I mean, merge with the league, do whatever it takes. I mean, USL had, went into this with, with MLS and, and all this expansion. They had a long-term plan. And they, they are achieving that, and they are going to continue achieving that because they like here's a plan, here's where his how here's how we're going to reach success, and they're and they're going with that. Where NASL is just like doing whatever they can to just kind of be relevant, mm -hmm. and and it's unfortunate that they have to fight for relevancy, but like they're focusing so much on the now, and they're just there's no planning for the future to try to, to find success. Mm -hmm. It's like they're scratching it at, at the wall trying to dig them out, doing themselves out of a hole, and it's just not working. So I mean, the, so you know, when I say I'm anti NASL, like I'm really anti the league and not any of the teams, and certainly not any of the supporters. And, and that's you know that's why like I'm super excited for Indy Eleven. It's like that's a great team and mm -hmm. there's good support there, and it's and I'm super excited to have them join USL where they can see more success. And, and the U and the product on the field in USL is working out great too. So it's you know it's not like you're you're going down a division really anymore. It's going to just be like. Making a lateral move where where your team becomes more relevant, honestly. So, lots of stuff like that. I mean, other USL news. You know, we have we've talked about St. Louis keeping switching sides. Um, you know, all the teams. There's 33 teams now. I think it was what 17 in the West and 16 in the East. And mm -hmm. I mean, you, you literally look at the co each conference and like there is an entire league of teams. Right. I mean, after 2019, that's why I'm sure there's going to be a third conference in 2019 because you'll have enough teams in each side of the country to literally just run your own 20 to 22 club, like whole league, yeah. single table. But and I think there might be an opportunity. We we don't know exactly how 2019 will work out or 2020 will work out. Well, but I think 2018 hasn't even started. So right, we might right, be getting right, a little ahead, yeah, of ahead of ourselves. But that that opportunity for a, a third division, which currently doesn't, there's no leagues in a third division. There's a fourth division. Right, and there's two leagues. Well, I'm talking about conferences. Okay, okay. So, so because we know for a fact right. that they're going to create a central conference, um, I think we, I think we had thought they were going to do 2018, but they decided to not do it. Push it back. So they might. Yeah. So 2019 is kind of when I expect that yeah. they, they go three conferences. Oh, you said three conferences. Yeah, yeah, three conferences. But I think 2019 is also when they're going to do with the third division, the right. USL D3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so there's going to be even more clubs joining that, right. as well. So, I mean, and, and, and with that, there's an opportunity. I don't, I don't know. 
there's an opportunity for fourth division clubs if they're in a position financially or with a, a fan base that could commit you know to help that club reach that aspiration maybe they can bump up from a fourth division to a third division so it, you exactly. know yeah something I mean, lots of something some people might think about um other stuff you know i mean usl released their their home openers um so that does provide us with uh, with knowing the first two or not first two but two of the matches for timbers to okay. in 2018 um i think the first official game for usl in 2018 will actually be um rio grande valley hosting st louis fc um, as the very first match, that's gonna be on Friday, the 16th, and and I think that's gonna be the first match because they're further east, so they're like that that time zone will probably kick okay. off first. Um, but the second the second match of the whole of the whole season is actually gonna be T2. Uh, T2 have to travel to Tacoma as the Seattle Sounders two in Tacoma. They cannot get enough of scheduling the Timbers versus the Sounders. Yeah, so they're going to host T2, and that'll be on Friday the 16th. Um, That's a 7.30 p.m. kickoff, I think. Of March, or? That's March. March. I don't know what time the kickoff was. I didn't write that down. But that'll be March, uh, Friday, March 16th. That is the first Mm -hmm. game of the season for T2, away to S2. Are all matches on YouTube again this year? They should be. Okay, so there's no reason not to watch it. Yeah, yeah, no reason not to watch. It's um, free. You know, unless you've cut the cord and you're just simply not watching. But then you're probably not listening to us either. Yeah. So if, if you you're listening to if you us, have, you have no excuse. If you have internet then you're and you're listening to us, yes. then you can watch YouTube. You have a smartphone? Watch, yeah, you can watch If you have a flip free. phone. Maybe even? I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while. The 90s? The 90s are alive? Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, that'll be the T2's first game. Now, the other game we know about is the first home game for T2, which we know is going to be in, in April, right? April... Um, because of the stadium construction. So T2 will host Rio Grande Valley on Wednesday, April 18th. Now that is a 7.30 p.m. kickoff, and that's at Providence Park. So they're going to be playing at Providence Park again this year? Oh, yes. There was okay. no change there. Okay. Yes. Them uh, and the 50 or 100 of us that go and watch them. Yes. Give or take. Give or take. I, I, I still would, you know, T2 is a team that I think if, if they moved – back to Merlo could see more success. I know why we're in, they're not going back to Merlo because they don't meet that arbitrary stadium seating whatever, yeah. you know, it's it's strange, it's very strange, but that's basically the reason why. And then they get quote unquote better like video angles and some other stuff. It's it's all very like like uh sure, whatever. And it's fine, but I mean, but I think T2 is as a team kind of like what Seattle's doing that I think they would find more success if they moved to a, an underserved market. I also but I don't we can I, discuss. I mean, let's not even get into that. I don't <laughs> we'll know discuss that where I heard, but I also heard that maybe the relationship between the Timbers front office and, and Merlo Merlo or or, or uh, University of Portland basically just said, you know, we're just not interested in having you here. Really? Yeah, I, I did not hear. I I, I I cannot recall. Okay. Who exactly who said it? Oh, and I know maybe this podcast isn't all about. Uh, <laughs> he said, she said. <clears throat> That's true. But uh, yeah. It might, it might not all be, um, it might not all be just because the USL said you had to do it this way. Because there are certainly other teams in the league who are playing in well, stadiums that are comparable or don't even meet the specs of Merlot. Merlot is a great facility. Yeah, it's um, a fantastic facility. I mean, facility. I feel like if they just added a camera, that would have met the minimum requirements of the U, of USL. Well, no, it, it was it was part of this USL trying to get Division Two sanctioning, where like your clubs have to play in stadiums that have five thousand seats or more. And like I said, I don't know why that's an arbitrary stadium seating mm-hmm. number, and why you're kind of saying, 
a Division Two team has to have a 5,000-seat stadium where a Division Three team, you know, if you have 4,999 seats, pff, tough luck. Put a put a folding chair up at the end. I know. On the it's, line. it's a little weird, but yeah. I mean, anyway. So so T two will host Rio Grande Valley Wednesday, April eighteenth, seven thirty p.m. at Providence Park. Um, I'll probably be there. Maybe. I'll probably be there for the home opener. Probably watch. Yeah. I mean, if <clears throat> if they poop the bed, I might not go back the next week. <laughs> it. I, I I did get I think too emotionally invested in in the way things were going last season. Yeah. Because I know towards the end of the season it just it, like. And especially in August, like I just got burned out, crazy burned yeah, out. Yeah, but, I, but I we're going to fix that. I was we're reflecting on that, and I think what had happened was in the first year, they had sold the idea, going into the first season, they had sold the idea of T2 as this is your club. Every person who bought an additional season ticket, so I was already a season ticket holder for the Timbers. Yeah. But if you went and bought T2 tickets, now you're an investor. And I think that was somewhere in the in the in that was the first season and their wording and, and it, that just went away after that. They said if you buy a season ticket, you're an investor, you're a part of this axe. No, it's not the axe society. That's it the, was the 1975 trust. The 1975 trust. I remember these. You get to choose the beer. You get to choose the swag. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and that just didn't keep. That didn't keep up. And well, it, I mean, S two did something similar to that. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't think that they really kept up with that either. I felt especially, like they, especially when they, they literally movies. sold it. I, I think as, as shares in in S two, whereas I think T yeah. two just sort of sold you on the idea of you being invested in the club. You can vote on some stuff. But I think after two years, I think they, you know, um, and we have a new. Of course, there's a new first team coach for the Portland Timbers. But at the time, Caleb Porter came out and said, you know, I'm going to play the I'm going to play the kids, as it were. Uh, yeah. You know, um, cliche. That's why it's our, the name of the podcast. Has, there's no relationship between what Porter said and the name of our podcast. Um, he said, yeah, I, you so. know, I play the kids from time to time. Um, you know, of course, I, you know, former college coach. I like, you know, growing youth and developing players. That's great. Um, but really what T2 is all about is giving players time. Yeah. You know, and it was like, that's a really hard pill to swallow two years after being sold that you're an investor in this club. And uh, so, th- love... Love the first team. We'll never not love the first team. Well, of course. But T2, I think, if they're just building themselves as a reserve side, that's fine. I'll just watch it in I, that in that I'll context. watch it in that context. Yeah. I will appreciate the players. I'll get excited for the good players coming up. Uh, maybe some of the players coming through had played with Eastside Timbers at some point. We can run names by. It's it's you know, a good it's a good coaches. way it's a good way to kind of see, like when when our when our academy players get time to kind of like very easily see. The talent that we're developing, like yeah. I think that's I think that's the way we gotta look at T two going forward. Is like this is a, a very uh, simple way for all of us as supporters of the Timbers to see th- like how the talent that we are developing is performing. Mm. And if you just look at it, just like look at, at individual player performances, you know, see like you know, like hey, I want to follow Foster Langsdorf in, in twenty eighteen. Yeah. So if he plays on T two, I'll watch play T T two, but I'm gonna watch just him play. Yeah. I'm not going to watch, you know, like, oh, they got four goals scored against them. Well, did, did Foster play well? Right. Did he make good runs off the ball? Did he link up with the, with the guys? Did he, like, get a couple poacher goals? You know I mean? Like, how did, how did he do? How did he do? And just, you can look at it that way and I think you can get some, find some more positives in T2 when you look at it uh, from a more, more objective type of just, like, here's a reserve team. So um, other things to kind of be excited about with T2, um, coaching changes. Yeah. And um, you know how how T two kind of the past season or two has been the area where where it kind of seems like Gavin and the front office kind of store players. 
like, hey, here's a place we can kind of cram a couple extra players. We don't really not sure what we're going to do with them yet. Mm-hmm. And give them some, give them a shot. Um, kind of turns out like T two might be turning into that for coaches. Yeah, we're gonna just gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna cram some coaches we don't really know what to do with and see how it's in, in the T two. I think so. Um, yeah, you know though, Cameron Knowles I think really maybe showed his chops being an assistant coach with uh, with the first team last year. Yeah, and I think giving 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 Cam an opportunity to, to be the head coach of a club and. And um, that you know, that might be all that they're doing. You know, I mean, let, let's 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 kind maybe of let's, they saw something. Let's, maybe they saw something in him that was positive, and they knew the last year's coach maybe needed a little bit more work. And so instead of letting him go, they're going to give him an opportunity <coughs> to work under Cam, who maybe did really well in his role last yeah. year for the first. Well, time. I mean, it's it's like they like they use T two to develop players. I think they're going to use T two to kind of help develop, develop coaches. That's not a bad idea. So let's list off all the, all the changes that happened okay. with with the first team. We gained uh, Giovanni Savarese. As a new head coach, he brought in uh, Guillermo Memo Valencia, I believe, is his last name, as a new goalkeeping coach, and he brought uh, Carlos Lamosa, Lamosa as a, mm-hmm. as a new assistant coach. So, so we brought in uh, Giovanni, and he brought in some of his own guys. Um, as such, you know, some of the the front office staff had to get kind of shuffled around. So, uh, Sean McCauley keeps his first team assistant coach position. Um, Instead of being kind of a right-hand man, he might be more of a second man. I'm, I'm not sure how it might shake out between him and Carlos, um, what that might do. But he's still there with the first team. I mean, and he's a good good coach with a lot of, with a very long pedigree, it's, you know, when you look into it. Um, <clears throat> but the other assistant coach, Cameron Nollis, he uh, has been moved down to T2. He's the new T2 head coach. Uh, Andrew Greger, who was previously head coach, is now the assistant coach for T2, um, of which he was the assistant coach the first season T2 existed under Jay Vidovich. And then he was promoted head coach for two seasons. Now he's been demoted back to assistant coach. So kind of up and then down. Yeah, down, up. That was a learning curve. Um, and then Aiden Brown uh, has changed from first team goalkeeping coach to T2 goalkeeping coach. But the club has said that he will work with the first team players and stuff. And I think part of that might be like, you know, helping introduce Memo like to the, to the keepers. Um, maybe also kind of like figuring out, hey, how do you do things, Memo? What can I learn from you? And, and again, it's more of just like, I think, like, they see, they, they obviously see some potential in, in Aiden Brown as a coach, a goalkeeping coach, and so bringing in Memo Valencia, like, you can you can kind of learn from him. And, and again, just like we said, like, you're bringing players in to develop a T2, they're now going to be developing coaches with T2. Um, so just that, based on that alone, you know, with the coaching changes, it, it's there's something new to look forward to. See, like, what can Cameron do with this team yeah. that maybe Gregor couldn't? Um, you know, or, or what can the team just do in general that they weren't able to do in 2017? Uh, you know, I mean, change is, is, is good. I mean, that alone might, might just make the, make the kids play better. We'll see. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's, that's some exciting news there. Um, I, I mean, I'm excited just because it's like I'm just I'm, – it'll be nice to see something different. It might not be that different, really, and it's all said and done, but it's something it's something that that gets changed. So, good good stuff there. Yeah. Um. Other other like news for T two more on the player front. We had spoke about Foster Langsdorf. You know, if he if he signs the homegrown player contract, he'll probably get bulk of minutes with T two. We don't know. We don't know how Giovanni's going to play. Right. The forwards. You know, we don't know what's going to be. You know, maybe Jeremy gets more minutes. You know, backs up Audi more regularly. Um. You know, Maddox is no longer with the team, so it's right now it is Fernando Audi. And Jeremy Obavisi as the strikers, and that's all they've got. So you know, if they sign Foster, 
he you know he'll be a first, on a first team contract obviously um, but probably in that third depth position at least to start off with he'll probably spend some time with T2 you know but the preseason will be it'll be fun to watch those those matches in Arizona and kind of see other mm-hmm. teams because they'll he'll probably run through all the players get them all the combinations and, and stuff and see how that see how that stuff goes so you know be exciting there um, players who uh, you know I mean T2 is they're not going to announce anything not until the absolute last possible second but but we know for a fact I, for, I forgot when the I think the news was was uh, when we were when we were trying to like when the Nagby trade was coming out <clears throat> they were they were mentioning that you know hey we're going to trade the rights or, or the player uh, Benga Arakoyo over there so we can shed mm-hmm. him off the salary mm-hmm. um, but but in all that news they had mentioned specifically that Renico Clark would no longer be with the Timbers organization so, I mean, nothing's really been official, but, I mean, Renico Clark is just, he's not going to be with T2 yeah. or the first team. They'll just, they'll shed that contract, I think. Um, I mean, I, really, I think he was signed for a one-year contract with the first team, so I think it's just one of those things where they're not going to pick up the option and he just kind of goes away. Right, so he'll end up playing for Swope Park Rangers and uh, then get called up to the first team Probably. at the end of the year. Well, a lot of the USL teams have been making moves and signing players, so, you know, if he was going to find... And that's the thing. Like any of the players who were on T two, if they gets picked up by another USL side, we'll hear it from that USL side way before we ever hear it from T two. Right. Yep. So we haven't heard anything out there yet. So I mean, as far as I know, Renico Clark is just kind of in limbo. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that is a name that you should not expect to hear us talk about in 2018. We also know he won't be playing for Vancouver Whitecaps FC two. Nobody will be playing for Whitecaps. Okay. Too. Just clarifying. Won't be a team. <laughs> um, another t- player who was very unlikely to return, um, Vijay... Uh, Vijay... 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 Yeah. I can't... <laughs> I forget. Yeah, so I last mean, year, at the, end, at the end of the season, last towards season... Towards the end of the season. He was, was, was loaned out to Sacramento. Um, I've always kind of Sacramento? thought... Sacramento? Sacramento. Yeah. Because Fresno didn't exist yet. Exactly. Well, Fresno hasn't... They exist now, but they didn't exist. They were going to be like, hey, we're going to join in 2018... And, and surprisingly, Fresno has not signed him. I've always kind of thought since that's where yeah. he kind of he kind of grew up that he might join Fresno FC. Um, the season is yet a puppy, my dear friend. Oh no! Well, yeah, the season hasn't yet started. Yeah. They could still they could still very yeah. well sign him and work and stuff, yeah. do stuff like that. But what I what Suffice I strongly say is he won't be suiting up for us. Probably not. No. I mean, there's been no rumors, no word, but just based on how the end of 2017 shook out. I just highly doubt he's coming back. I mean, it's just, I mean, where he goes, I don't know. If he goes, I don't really know. But my guess is, William Bijev is probably not a name we'll be talking about in 2018. Sure. Um, as far as new players, again, uh, I would not expect any amount of announcements, you know, until yeah. probably late February at the absolute earliest, if we're lucky, late February. Yeah, I felt like last year we just didn't know until game day. <clears throat> I mean, the first. You it, know. I think it was like this. I think you're right. I think it was like on 2017, like the same day earlier that morning before the first game, or maybe the day before. They're like, "Hey, here's like nine players we signed." Yeah, that makes 18. Start. Yeah, it was yeah. really, it was really good. So that's that's what I expect to happen this year. Yeah. Which means we'll probably hear about it like on Friday, what Thursday the 14th, sure. or maybe the morning of Friday the fifth, Friday the 16th, mm-hmm. whatever whatever day in March it is. Um, but you know. If they get it early, it's probably going to be in March. <laughs> and by early, you mean like earlier that week. I really don't expect it to be anywhere in February. Like I said, late February at the absolute earliest if we're super, super lucky. So we're not, we're not going to know, you know yeah. what the potential starting 11 for T2 is. 
We could, however, you know, like I said earlier, we could. Well, we could yeah, track with the, with the MLS Super Draft and, and, and draft getting gaining four players there, we'll we'll find we'll figure out how that is. Homegrowns. Yeah, you know, if we sign Foster, there's a player we would kind of expect to be there, and then there are players with T two that you would that I would expect to return. Victor Arboleda. Arboleda. Well, Arboleda's first team, but I think he'll be he'll be returning, um, and probably spending time with T two. Mm. Uh, um, Augustine Williams, I'm mm-hmm. confident he'll still be there. Harold Hansen, Lamar Batista, some of the players that that really kind of stood out a little bit will probably be there. Um, really one like one of the Hansen. one of the players that we picked up really really late in the season, I don't even think we almost never, I don't think we ever even talked about him because we kind of we kind of stopped in August as the season just wound down. For shame. Um, Renzo Zambrano sounds like go on. Sounds like he he's Venezuelan, I believe. Um, he might be work, might be able to work his way into the first team to a okay. first team contract. Um, unsure about that. He's a midfielder, so. But that's a player that you know. I would think if anything, you that's another one we'll see with with T two for sure. Okay. Um, so, you know, when we, there, there's there's going to be some stability, but I think it'll be another season of mostly turnover. That's just what happens with these two sides. Mm-hmm. Like they'll sign just whatever they can. That, like let's just throw some players on the wall yeah. and see who sticks. You know, but even in a down year like last year, we, we latched on to guys like Harold Hansen. We really recognized the talent that was there, um, regardless of the results and regardless of how disappointed we were in those results. Um, we, yeah. You could see a guy like that develop in front of your eyes. As a supporter and as a soccer junkie, you, you can look at him and go, he may or may not ever be suited up for the first team for Timbers, but Harold Hansen is, mark my Mark my word, Harold Hansen will play first team soccer for somebody. Oh, guarantee. Yeah. I mean, you knowing how how Farfan is, you know, and, and watching him play when those first couple games he played for T two, his very first professional lines, and how quickly he adjusted and, and really kind of like grew into his own and, and showed how well he was, and and then you know made it to the first team and, and played his first team minutes. Um, Hansen played a lot like that, but there wasn't like that. There was no kind of missteps in the beginning where he was he he looked he looked like he was comfortable and natural from the get-go mm-hmm. that's not to say he's got like some sort of higher ceiling or stuff because he definitely had made mistakes you know in the middle of the season um and there's still, certainly some stuff he had to work on yeah. but but i mean he's he's young so it's just it's it's nice to kind of see talent like that you know like i think we'll i think we'll be good for fullbacks developing them ourselves like that mm. you know for the for at least the foreseeable future um but you know, and then and then also, like I said, this player that we really never talked about last season, Renzo. You know, here's a here's a T two player we picked up really late, and here's a guy that that you know from from what I'm hearing that, that there's a potential that he could he could work his way to the first team. So I mean, despite the complete failure of 2017, there's a player that T two may, you know, for for as little for as little of time as they actually had him, kind of push someone up to the first team, mm-hmm. and 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 that's kind of what you got to base T two success on is like. Because that's the whole reason they have it. I mean, I literally think their goal is like, give us one player a year we can pull from T two, sign to a first team contract, and everything else is just is just yeah. If you do great, fantastic. If not, just give us our player. Yeah. I think that's kind of the front office's goal with T two. So you know, I mean, that's a, that's the type of stuff I think we'll go into twenty eighteen. We're gonna kind of focus on like these players. Just try to we did that somewhat in twenty seventeen and twenty sixteen, but I think we just need to focus more specifically on that and watching individual players throughout a match and how they played and just kind of shrugging off to the side the results that I think there will be far more results in our favor in 2018 I think so I feel confident yeah but if not I won't cry but it's not like I'm expecting us to hit the playoffs or anything no 
I mean, do you uh, do you have any predictions for 2018? Any predictions or? Well, for T2, I couldn't tell you right now. I mean, not knowing um, expectations. Any hot takes? Any hot any, takes? Any, any hopes for 2018? I mean, yeah. If you look at where they finished last year, they can only get better. They really can only go up, right? Can't they? And so there's there's also an expansion <laughs> side. But as we learned last year with was it Reno? That was the expansion side last year. Yep. They were hot. So oh, yeah. you know, at that level of soccer, does expansion really mean much? It's how well the it's how well the team could be put together and how they how quickly they gel with the coach. Exactly. Uh, Cam Knowles has been in Cam Knowles has been in the system for years. I mean, he's seen you know he knows the facilities, he knows his assistants, he he knows the players. Um, he's seen T two players. He may have been with the first team last year. He doesn't this is not you know so he's not ignorant of who he does have, and I'm sure of it. Any coach worth his salt, you know. You know, wants to get out there and do the very best he can with what he has. Oh, absolutely. And especially if if he's following on the heels of somebody that was a colossal failure. Um, is is a colossal failure. Last year was a failure of a year. <laughs> I'll I'll say that. Yeah, Kim yeah, probably wants to do better than they did last year, Certainly. and I'm willing to bet he will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's there. The the bar to achieve better than last season is very, very low. You can really only go up from here. Win five so, matches. You've already done better. Yeah, I know. Out of how many? Well, let's see. If there's 33 teams. I mean, well, we had 32 or 34 games last season. I yeah. think it'd be roughly the same. Yeah, and this it was season. like the over-under. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was like 34 games, and Sean was all like, hey, so uh, over-under, you know, five five wins. What do you guys think? And we're like, no way less than five, right? What, That'd team, be silly. what team could ever not win five games in a 34-game season? Who could possibly ever be that bad? Right. And yet we're the only team to have not done that. Is that the worst record of all time in USL? No. Second worst record of all time. <clears throat> That's a load off my shoulders. The worst record of all time, I don't remember this season, 2009 maybe. Yeah. It, uh, was, the, uh, it was the team back in the USL uh, A days. Oh. Um, the glory days. Puerto, 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 Puerto Rico, I, whatever team that we had down there. Puerto Rico? Yeah, they had a team. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've had uh, a couple. Yeah. Or no, no, wait, no, it was Antigua. Oh, yeah. Either way, it was a it was a Caribbean <laughs> team that we had in the U in the USL back back in the 08, 09. Yeah, Luke remembers where, that one. Where they they <laughs> they went uh, they <laughs> went O and twenty six. Whoa. They they didn't they didn't win or draw a single match. They lost every single match. You so know though, that's the worst. When record. you're on an island, you could blame it on travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they certainly have the toughest travel schedule. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they, they struggled that year. But, you know, still, ultimately, you know, there's some decent players in, in, the, in Antigua. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, struggled maybe in their venture to, to create a full-on professional team. I think that's what Kevin and I learned from last year, is that... Uh, it was Antigua Barracuda FC. There you go. And they were founded in 2010, I think... <laughs> That that is the season that they went just uh, like I don't remember the record. What was the record? Do do do. Did not qualify. That's uh, not telling me what their record was. But I think that was a team. And and if they didn't exist until 2010, then it was probably like the 2011 or 2012 season um, where they just uh, they just kind of went yeah. Out. And they're no longer with us. No, no. Well, no. I mean, they dissolved in like 2014. <laughs> Yeah. No, they only existed for three seasons. Yeah, but yeah, but that was a, that was a team that I was thinking of. Yeah. So yeah, so we're not the worst of all time, and no one can ever take that away from us. 
this from last year. <laughs> oh boy. Ah, there we go. It was their final season, 2013, Antigua Barracuda. 26 games and they went 0026. Oh, oh, oh no. Nail so you can't get you can't literally get any worse than that. No wins, no draws and 26 straight up losses. I mean, they had a Oh my god. They had a minus 80 goal differential. That, that sounds like a protest line. That is that is out. So so I mean, if you think T2 was bad last season, it could have been, been worse. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. But yeah, no T2, positives from a T two had the second worst season in USL history. Oh boy. <clears throat> so yeah. So uh, I mean, I think that might be it for this first episode. Yeah. Um, Don't forget. I mean, we are now on the Beautiful Game Network. We have a brand new website. Yeah. That's super awesome. Where you can actually like subscribe to our shows. I don't. I don't know if people could actually subscribe before. We had an iTunes feed, but it wasn't didn't it wasn't really wasn't. under our control. Under our I'm control. subscribed to us on iTunes. If you could subscribe, I don't think I made it easy. But the 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 great thing is now it's super super and now easy. It's easy. So we you have can our, and we have our own dedicated website. It's amazing. To follow so, play the kids podcast. Yeah, just find us at PTK Podcast on Twitter, and we now have the link on our profile yeah. description. We also I also tweeted that out today. Um, you know, I mean, if you wanted to, you just go to bgn.fm and search, uh, you know, Portland Timbers 2, yeah. play the kids. We're on there. Um, our website, you know, I mean, I, I can, I guess I can read it out. It's bgn.fm forward slash play dash kids dash Portland dash Timbers dash 2 dash podcast. Got it? It'll be easier just to search, trust me. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> go find us on Twitter and go link there, you know, and then sign up for it, uh, visit it, bookmark it. Um, you can certainly subscribe now. We'll be on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, I think we're going to be uh, much easier to follow, yeah. uh, subscribe to, and keep up with in 2018. So it's super exciting, yeah. super fantastic. Um, so we so gotta, that's, that's like the, probably like the best thing ever, like the best part of the news all day. Is yeah, like, I see, hey. yeah, you're really the, the, <laughs> we have, well. The website's. I mean. Com- we have our own website. It's, that's, that's, that's perfect. That's pretty that's awesome. Great. We're just soccer nerds, yeah. and so when we see that kind of stuff, that's that's uh, pretty I'm, amazing. I'm working on getting some stickers, some more merchandise. Stickers are yeah, our shirts and stuff. That like is that. the um, got to get that that merchandise. You know, yeah, the money. Swag it out. <clears throat> One thing I did want to ask, I did want to ask the listeners, um, tweet us uh, at PTK Podcast. Let us know your opinions on if we were to set up a Patreon account and say, you know, maybe. Maybe a dollar a month or something, you know, kind of help us out a little bit. And if we use that money to, you know, to invest in the show, as in, you know, buy merchandise to sell or make merchandise to sell, like stickers to give out to people, make some more T-shirts. Um, one goal that I actually have this season, you know, especially if we did something like that, even if we don't, um, I am going to try to get you a new laptop. Oh, because you, you desperately need yeah. a new laptop yeah. for, for recording stuff and stuff like that. So, you know, I mean, let us know if that's something that you guys think you guys would support. You know, like, like some simple, a dollar a month, that seems. Not. And if not, totally okay. Like, we're just not like, I don't, I'm not trying to make money off this. Just trying to, like, no. if we happen to get some some uh, some Patreon I don't know. subscribers, yeah. maybe we can just we can use that and put it in towards the show. So let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, that's something that we're kind of, I, I'm kind of toying around with in 2018. Um and uh, anything else? Any other news you want to go over? I uh, just wanted to uh, touch base here. We, uh, since I've got the uh, the head coach and the owners of uh, 
PDXFC at the table with me. If we have any NPSL uh, news, we don't know how many teams are in the Northwest Conference going into the season. Is that settled? When does the schedule get dropped? When, when you know, when can our listeners anticipate some division and PDXFC news? Yeah. So uh, as far as the the Northwest Conference um, going into the 2018 season, uh, we anticipate. Um, the, the conference looking very similar uh, right now there there may be one group um, that does not return uh, but there also may be one uh, one new group um, so we think that there's a good chance that we stay at six teams um, and so that's a little bit where that stands uh, we'll give it through about the month of uh, about halfway through February to see exactly where the cards fall with um, with uh, if a new team is going to join, uh, and then from that point we'll go ahead and solidify things and, and come out with the schedules pretty shortly uh, after that point. So uh, it's definitely going to look very similar. Um, there may be one group that does not return, uh, and potentially one uh, maybe a new group. Um, so not going to look drastically different, um, but uh, that's the little bit of right now what, what uh, we're waiting on before officially releasing uh, the 2018 schedule. What about any, uh, like, a pre- pre- there's a preseason tournament? Yes, yeah, and this is, uh, this is an exciting thing, and uh, I am, uh, I don't think I'm allowed to officially uh, go ahead and uh, put this out in terms of what teams will be participating, gotcha. but uh, I'll give a little bit of a sneak peek that there will be uh, us from the NPSL, there will be one uh, team from the Northwest PDL division participating, one team uh, from the Evergreen Premier League, and then actually one representative from, uh, from a new league that's kind of popped up um, that is the the Western Washington Premier League. So it will be kind of a cool little four-team tournament that will feature uh, a representative uh, from each one of the um, lower division leagues in the Northwest, and uh, we'll be able to crown a, a champion at the end of the day, and, and it's something that we want to run you know, annually. So uh, we'll be releasing uh, full-on details on that and, and the schedule here uh, in, in right about one week. That's a really exciting. Yeah, that is interesting. That sounds really cool. Yeah, so Uh, I I think it'll be a cool opportunity to kind of let some of the leagues showcase against each other and also really get an opportunity to to prep for our seasons. So where can our listeners find you guys on the internet? Uh, So, you know, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, at PDX Football Club. Um, You can find us on Facebook. Um, And then we have a a website, uh, just PDXFC.com. Dot com. So um, a lot of exciting things in the works here, especially in the next month or so where we're going to be releasing um, some new information uh, with, with a, lot of, a lot of exciting happenings, you know, for the 2018 season. So, Including tryout information. We'll be having open tryouts um, as we've had last year for, um, you know, people in, in our area and, and people in, in the soccer community uh, in general that, um, you know, want to come out and showcase their skills. And, and Josh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm in the Twitterverse at uh, Joshua R. Duder. Um, Facebook usually family, so I don't have a website. <coughs> and, and, you know, I am out there at K. McCamish PDX. I'm on StumptownFooty.com. I'm on at the USL Show. You can also find me there. And, of course, we also cover at PTK Podcast on Twitter. Right. I think we also have a Facebook page that we don't really monitor or update at all. 
I'm, in fact, I know we do. And hit, I don't, I'm not sure when the last time we logged into it. Maybe we should update that. Hit, huh? hit nudge, nudge. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should make it so you guys could actually find us on Facebook. I don't Tell know. you what. Now that we have a brand new uh, PTK podcast URL website, an actual website, an yeah. actual website, I can update the Facebook page shortly uh, to include that information and yep. uh, maybe our new logo branding that came with our you know, oh, inclusion looks, to the looks B- fancy, spectacular. BGN. Is it yeah. BGN? BGN FM, BGN. Beautiful Game Network. So um, you'll still be able to probably find find us on Stumptown Footy. You know, I'm still <clears throat> still working with Stumptown Footy, still be covering T2 for them. Um, it's just instead of directly being hosted via Stumptown Footy, I think we'll probably just have like a link or or do I'll do something that way, but it's not gonna be like directly covered on Stumptown Footy. But so the place to really to find us is the VGN.fm website. Go there, bookmark it, subscribe. All of our previous episodes are actually still are are uploaded that way, so you can catch those uh, those older episodes on there and all of our new episodes that come out. And if you do subscribe, you will be uh, you'll automatically get notified when we get new episodes up up in the air. And I think this first episode we're recording on Wednesday night. It takes about one to two days for these first episodes to kind of uh, go up on all these all these all the different places that we're going to be at. Um, so I think we'll start. This first episode hopefully will be out on Friday, maybe, maybe Saturday. Um, but after that, I think the once everything kind of gets set up and the feeds start to go through, it'll be pretty much once we send over the file, it'll get uploaded and be out there maybe even that night, but certainly the next day. I, I think it will definitely be a lot more like regular. People will be able to, like, to count on us a bit more. So. Yeah. <laughs> You'll hear a lot less explaining why we didn't record. Yes, because... And again, just enjoying that we did record. Yeah, we're going to be working through that and stuff. So <laughs> lots of exciting things in 2018. Again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for coming back and listening to us in 2018. We look forward, very much forward, to uh, to provide you lots and lots of T2 and, and other Oregon soccer news uh, for the Beautiful Game Network. Everybody have a great day. Bye. <laughs>